what is a spiritual guide and do you have one? Well, that will all be answered in another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. She will identify what spiritual guides are and if you have one yourself. She'll share her own story of meeting Joe, her primary guide, and how you can also connect with all of the guides in your life. So listen now. Hey, hi. Welcome to this episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. Today, I want to talk to you about spirit guides. I've had a request by somebody who's a listener who really wants to know a little bit more about spirit guides. So today's the day. We're going to talk about spirit guides and how you can communicate with your spirit guides. Yes. So you might want to grab pen and paper. The first thing we want to do is we want to identify what spirit guides are. What is a spirit guide? Well, spirit guides are, there's different types of spirit guides. And I'm going to talk to you about six different types today. And the spirit guides are energies in spirit who are guiding you from spirit. So no matter who you are, where you come from, or what your life looks like, you do have spirit guides and they send you helpful messages. And, you know, we've talked a lot about intuition and about your the receiver aspect, your receiver aspect. In fact, in the last episode or in another episode, I don't know which one, I talked about being able to receive your intuitive awareness by giving yourself clarity, becoming more of a receiver. And remember, we're going to be picking a card again for you at the end of this episode. So make sure you stick around for that card. Okay. Okay. So here are the different and unique guides, and you can open yourself up at any time to their wisdom and communicate with the different types of guides at any time. So what are the different kinds of guides that you have? So you can call them your team. Um, You know, Napoleon Hill uh, did something really amazing. And if you don't know who Napoleon Hill was, Google him. He was quite an amazing businessman who had dreams and goals. And he wrote um, some some very good books. He wrote one particularly good one. I don't have it handy right here right now. Um, but it'll maybe if it comes to me, I'll pop it in later. But um, he ended up, what he chose to do was when he would go into a meditation, what he did is he chose to connect with the energy of past successful businessmen. So people like Ford and various other people, and I think there was six of them, that he chose to have on his board of directors, his spiritual board of directors. And he would go into, when he had questions about developing his business, what his next step was, what he was supposed to do, he would go into these meditations and he would sit with his spiritual board of directors. I think Abraham Lincoln was one of them as well. He would sit with them and he would communicate with them and they would talk to him and he would talk to them. And he always was able to get the answers he required by communicating with his board of directors. Well, as you know, if you've been listening to some of the podcasts and doing any spiritual studies, you know that your intuition is connected to all that is. You are coming from pure light, pure love, and all-knowing. That's home. That's home for all of us. The challenge is right now we're not home. We're partly home. <laughs> so we have a we have a phone line to home, which is our soul and our communication, which usually most people in, in physical will use meditation as a form of making that phone call to their spirit guides, to their board of spiritual directors, to whomever it is in spirit they want to communicate with. And 
So you have a series of guides and you could have a team. Uh, the first, uh, let's put it this way. Um, some guides have been with you forever. They, there's always going to be one that's been with you your entire life. Okay. Even before you were born, you were probably friends at some point. And then some come on your team as you're needed. So when you uh, say you're going to university and you're really struggling with the math course that is mandatory, even though you're going into recreational studies, you're not sure why you need the math, but it's as on the thing, I need the math. So you've got to take this course and you've got to pass it because it's required. You may have a guy join you that's very good at math. Does that sound bizarre? It's not. It's very real. He may be very good at math, he or she, or it, or they, um, be very good at math, and they will support you, help you, and guide you until you've gotten through that program. Now, uh, one of the things about some of your team members is you have to ask for guidance. Others will just pop in and they'll pop in at different times and you can use your free will to request more spirit guides. Still, you don't have to be satisfied with the ones you can do it. Napoleon Hill did. You can set up your own board, your own spiritual board, and you can have your own guides. So let's let's study this two, these six different categories. And I'm just going to go into them briefly. I'm not going to go into them in a big way, but archangels. Archangels is one of the first groups. They're leaders in the angelic world and they have a very large energy signature. So if you're empathic or you're sensitive to energy, um, when you call on an energy, uh, an archangel, you're going to feel a shift in the room. And they have specialties like Archangel Raphael, whose specialty is healing uh, and can work with all the archangels can work with many humans at the same time. Uh, my experience in connecting with archangels was Archangel Michael, who came through my Chenrezig meditations when I was going to study with the Buddhist. And I was in these deep meditations and I couldn't understand I thought the Buddhists must have angels because I really didn't know anything about angels. This is many, many years ago. I didn't know anything about angels, but I also didn't know anything about spirituality to speak of either. I was learning at that point in time, uh, trying to understand my, uh, <laughs> my intuition that was emerging and what was going on. And I can remember um, at the last day, this Chenrezig, the deity of Chenrezig was my visual. And I'm a very visual person. So in my meditation, I would visualize Chenrezig. And Chenrezig is the deity of compassion. It's how I learned about compassion. And the, Chenrezig's form would change into the form of an angel. And I was quite confused. But I just, and then it would change back into Chenrezig. And every day I was at the retreat for, I think, five or six days. And every day that I went into meditations, I would, it would happen more and more and more. And the archangel would stay longer, the angel. I didn't know about archangels and I didn't know there was a difference between archangels and angels either, but I know now. So I'm going to share it with you. Anyways, at the end of it, I was really kind of confused and I really wasn't sure. And so I asked this angel when, when it appeared in place of Chenrezig, I said, well, who are you? And the answer I got back was Michael. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. Your name's Michael. That's cool. Now, at least I felt like I had, you know, I don't know, something to hang on to. But I forgot about all that when I came back into my world and was doing mainstream work. And at the time I was doing massage therapy and Reiki and uh, reflexology. And I was, I was um, working on a client. And when I was working on her, I was working on her hip. She was laying on her stomach. And my, my room was very zen. The candles were lit. The music was soft. And the incense was, was going. It was just beautiful, beautiful. And I was zoned right out. And I was working on healing energy with her body. And I had my hand around her hip. 
And all of a sudden I could feel hands on my shoulder and I felt this bolt of heat move right through me, down my arms and out, shoot out my hands. And my client, who I thought was asleep actually, bolted straight upright and said, holy man, your hands are hot because I was a hands-on Reiki practitioner, not a hands above. And I was like, yeah. And meanwhile, I'm kind of baffled. I'm, and now the hands are gone. Um, my body's still tingly and warm, but I'm thinking, I recognize this energy. This is that Michael guy. This is that Michael energy, that Michael, that, that angel. I need to check this out because I don't know. So after my client left, I thought I got to check this out. I don't know if this is a good angel, bad angel. Am I getting, am I into something I don't want to be into here? Because, uh, you know, there's some weird ideas out there. And I mean, I'm from the Western capitalist society. I'm not from a spiritual society. So I Googled angels <laughs> as any good claircognizant would do. And I got, um, I, I know I Googled Angel Michael and what came up was Archangel Michael, the leader of the heavenly hordes. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a big guy. And it took me right back to when I was being um, trained for my second level Reiki, when the healer that came through to work with me was Jesus. And at the point in time, I thought, wow, you're either a really lost cause or you need yeah, and you need a heck of a lot of help. And they're sending the big guns or you've got something very important to do. I still haven't figured out which it is. I'm still kind of leaning towards the need lots of help side. But when I realized who this angel was, that was in my Buddhist meditation. His name was Archangel Michael. When I realized who he truly was, I started to go, whoa, another big gun. Okay, you really are seriously needing help. And, you know, I was told my whole life I was extremely stubborn. And I know I'm stubborn. And, <laughs> and so I just kind of figured that maybe they just had trouble getting through to me because I was I don't know, blocking them or something. Anyways, so from that day forward, I've been working with Archangel Michael, and it's been a beautiful relationship. He brought to me Archangel Raphael, uh, and that's what brought to mind Archangel Raphael was mentioning him and his specialty of healing. And because I did so much healing work and still do, um, I have Archangel Raphael working with me as well. And the thing about the Archangels, if you want guidance or help from them, you must, you must ask. They are not allowed to interfere in your life without your permission. Okay. That's real important for you to know. Okay. So just remember, if you're empathic, you're going to start feeling an energy shift when you call on the angels. And Michael is courage, power, and uh, safety. Michael will help you when you're afraid. So Michael is a great angelic energy to introduce to your children when they're having things like night terrors. I have tons of stories to tell you about that, but not at this moment. So that's the archangels. Those are the big dudes. Now I want you to remember the archangels and the guardian angels never come to the planet in a life form. They don't take on a physical experience. They are living in some, they're a different phylum. They live in complete support of our journey here on the planet. The souls that come to the planet, the archangels and the guardian angels, that's what their job is. And they like to do it. They love to do it. And they love you. Each and every one of them is a love energy. Okay. So you've got the archangels. They're the leaders. There's the guardian angels and they're yours exclusively. And we all have more than one. They've devoted their lives to helping just you. 
So you can call on them for immediate assistance anytime. They love you unconditionally and always. And they are non-denominational. So it doesn't matter what race or creed or religion you are. They work with people of all faiths and spiritual beliefs, okay? Of course, we've done lots of talking about spirit animals. Uh, spirit animals are also energies that we can call on that are are. Uh, guides work as guides it might be a pet you once had that passed away and is now part of your animal uh your spirit guidance uh, team uh it could be an animal that has something to teach you like uh for example um maybe you're getting mice <laughs> maybe mice are showing up <laughs> let me share with you i had uh, when I had a well-known uh, spiritual leader coming to Red Deer to uh, to do a weekend of workshop with me and a bunch of women that I'd put together, um, it was taking place in my studio and, and it was an enormous amount of work. And I mean, I had to pick her up at the plane. I had to make sure she had hotel rooms, blah, blah, blah. There was lots to do. And we had the week or two, and I was on an acreage, so my studio was huge and a really big area on my acreage in my uh, in my home. We had over um, over a hundred mice we caught in live traps the week before the event was to take place. And I was just beside myself. Now, yes, we had fields all around us. Yes, we did. <laughs> we caught them where our live traps were mostly in our garage. And um, we had a couple in the house, but very seldom were they in the house. But my greatest fear was that we'd be in the middle of a meditation with this spiritual leader whom I adored. And all my women that had signed up for this course were going to be deep in meditation, laying on the floor in the studio. And my cat would bring a mouse and drop it because they did that a lot, brought the mice in and dropped them on the floor and they'd run around and whatever. That was, I was terrified. And all these mice invading the place a week before I had to, finally, I looked up mice. And what I learned was I had too much going on at once. And immediately uh, I was overwhelmed. And so immediately what I did is I got an assistant. I brought an assistant in who I gave free passage into the workshop because at that time, this was quite a while ago, it was, well, 2000 six or seven way back when um i didn't have a lot of money i mean i just didn't have a lot of money to go hiring people but i hired somebody to take some of the weight off me and immediately our problem with the mice at the house stopped it just stopped literally stopped just like that so spirit was sending me messages with mice the mice were letting me know you got too much going on you can't do this yourself and i heard them i felt them because i'm an empath i knew Okay. Um, peacock could show up and show you the importance of beauty and confident, uh, confidence. Wolf could show up, importance of getting your survival needs met, met. So spirit animals could show up in your dreams. They could show up in your backyard. They could show up on your, on your coffee mug. Uh, they could show up in a picture book or on a movie. Uh, your spirit animals can show up in all kinds of different ways. They also will show up when you have crossed over loved ones, and they will show up to guide you to being able to communicate with your crossed over loved ones. Number three is ascended masters. Ascended masters are, well, in my case, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is considered an ascended master in the holistic studies. Uh, he's a teacher. He was one of the very first teachers to teach about if you believe you can, you want it, you can be it, do it, have it. It 
it, you have the potential to heal yourself of all wounds and ailments. You have that ability. Buddha, Mother Mary, they were once human. They lived journeys of deep spiritual growth and they had influence and they have special places in the spirit world as leaders and teachers and guides. All ascended masters are partners and work together. There is harmony amongst all of them. That doesn't, again, it doesn't matter if it's Buddha, Muhammad, or Jesus, what religion, what how they represent, they are uh, they were what culture they were involved in when they were alive. They work together from spirit to guide all of humanity. There is no separation. Okay. So that was the third one. One, two, three, fourth one. The fifth one is your departed loved ones. Okay. So loved ones are family members who've passed. They can choose to be one of your spirit guides and they can actively support you from where, from home or heaven, if you want to call it that, by helping you in very practical ways. Now, I want to really emphasize something here. If Uncle Joe has passed and you were really close to Uncle Joe and he sucked with money, don't ask him for guidance with your finances. He won't be any better at it now than he was then. Personalities go with you. So ask for someone who's good with money and let that energy come through. OK, um, but because it's impractical, like career opportunities or nurturing relationships can be sent to you. My sister-in-law was here just the other day and she was really excited because her daughter has found a new relationship. She said and uh, her father passed away last year and my sister-in-law's father passed away last year, my father-in-law. And the first thing she said was, I know dad sent this guy because he's such a good guy and he's perfect for her. I know dad sent him. And it was really cool because she has a deep understanding that spiritual guidance can come from your departed loved ones. Um, for example, uh, my grandmother has been tremendously important to me. She's not my grandmother, it's my great-grandmother who really played a huge role in my childhood security and my childhood ability to, to communicate, which was really kind of interesting because I forgot all about it when I shut it all down until I got older and then it all opened up again. So any human who's passed might become a spirit guide for you. You don't have to have known them. All right. There's lots of spirit guides around you that are departed loved ones. Could be great, great grandma. Maybe she and you have a kindred like for maybe she was a dancer and you're a dancer. So she'll come through and she'll guide you in your dancing. Great grandpa is not going to be so good for that because he was a farmer. So he's not going to be anybody. You may never have met either one of them, but the point is that they can help you. So oftentimes when I'm connecting with crossed loved ones, somebody will come through and people will say, well, they were, they died before I was born. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. There's something for you to know. Let's hear what they have to say. And it is always relevant. It always is relevant. So don't discount them. Okay. Um, you might have somebody that was a really good artist. Uh, that passed and around you. Maybe it was a friend from uh, high school or, or, or something that is wanting to guide you that has passed and will inspire your art. Okay. So departed loved ones. And the last but least, not the least, are helper angels. Those are, <laughs> call them freelance angels, just looking for humans to help with specific situations, like finding new friends or finding a new office space. So so all you need to do is put it out there and allow yourself to receive, allow yourself to receive the guidance. So let's take a look at how spirit guides communicate with us. They, they can communicate through numbers. Now we've done 
some information on numbers and we'll do more down the road, but they do a lot of times they'll communicate with numbers. So you can get uh, number sequences like one, 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 and, or you might have a lucky number. And when you go for a job interview, your lucky numbers in the company's address. Isn't that something? Uh, spirit guides could talk to you by sending musical messages. That's very common. Radios turn on or a song comes on the radio and then you go, oh my gosh, my husband and I, it's a good example. It was a gorgeous day. We were in his sports car and a friend of ours, his father had passed, but we all knew him. His name was Larry and he was just a super guy. Everybody got along with him. He was a businessman, got along with everybody from the people that hung out in his environments because uh, he owned a couple of nightclubs and bars and people that hung out there that really, you know, or major businessmen on the highest boards in, in the city. He was involved and we were driving to the memorial. <laughs> Dave and I were driving to the memorial and the song came on the radio, hats off to Larry. And I started to laugh. I just knew Larry was right with us and he was on his way there too. And he was really excited because everybody was getting together to celebrate him and celebrate his life. So, so numbers, songs on the radio, they'll even send helpful people your way. So here's some ways Somebody could just sh show up, but here's, here's 10 ways to start communicating with your spirit guides. Okay, one, be more present in your everyday life. Don't spend all your time dreaming about the future or mourning the past. Be present now, right now. Eckhart Tolle wrote the book called The Power of Now. Read that book. Try opening up some space in your schedule or taking some responsibilities off your plate. Isn't that what COVID did, eh? If possible. And when you're not rushing around, you'll notice more messages from your guides. So help quiet your mind by starting a meditation practice that works for you so you can get better at creating more space in between your thoughts. You can find meditation practices all over the internet. There's all kinds of different sites that have really great meditations. Go and check them out. Find one that suits you. There's enough there to suit every personality on the planet. Number two, stay on the lookout every day for signs. Pay attention. I keep saying this, pay attention. The more you watch, the more you'll see. But sometimes... Uh, magic can happen and you, it'll go right by you. So as your guides sense that you're more aware of them, their messages, they'll send more messages. Remind yourself on your commute to work or while you're showering that every, every day that your guides are sending you messages. Remind yourself, that's your, your action, okay? If you're trying to make a major decision or you're going through big changes or challenges, expect the guidance coming to you to increase to help you navigate the situation. Number three, start a spirit guide journal. And when your guides know you and your life well, it can be powerful to use your free will to ask for help and guidance. You can use this journal by writing all your stuff down. It's a sacred place. You write your guides a letter, ask them for assistance in specific ways. So write the letter at the beginning of the week and express appreciation for in, in a sentence or two about anything in your life you think they've helped with recently. Now, this is allowing you to exercise your recognition in how they're interacting in your life. A few sentences asking for what you want help or guidance with on this week. And for the rest of the week, watch for synchronicities from your guides. Okay. Number four, get to know your guides, give them names. Now, I need to tell you something funny. When I was at the college, I was in a meditation and I was asking for my guide. I said, I really want to meet you. And this this gentleman came through with curly hair and it almost was kind of red, sandy red. 
uh, color and it was curly and he was wearing a business suit, a male who's wearing a business suit. And I was like, well, you can't be my guide. You're wearing a business suit. Sort of like my reaction was when I, when I expected my guide to be um, a monk when I was doing my Reiki <laughs> and I actually expect or my healing guide. And, and I actually expected a guide to come through as a, a kind of a monk monkish because I was studying Buddhism at the time. And when I was in England at the college, I, I, this guide came through to me and I was so distraught that I went to my tutor and I said, I think I connected with my guide, but I don't think it's really my guide because you know what my guide, and he called himself Joe, the name I asked him, I said, what's your name? And I got Joe. And I have a grandfather named Joe, whom I never knew who passed before my time. He wasn't a businessman. Um, this guide is very much a businessman. And I was also building my holistic business at the time years ago. And my tutor, I said, but he wears a suit. He wears a suit and he's a guy. And he says, his name is Joe. And I was just really distraught. And my tutor sat there and looked at me. His mouth fell open and he started to laugh. <laughs> and he said, why can't your guide wear a business suit? Why? How do they have, how come they have to dress the way you want them to? And I'm like, oh. You mean for real, this is my guide? He said, for real, this is your guide. So go away, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And I've been working with Joe ever since. Joe is one of the most helpful energies I've got. Uh, works with me on a continual basis. And I absolutely love him. And of course, Joe, uh, because I am career oriented as well as spirit oriented, I can't do this work if I can't reach people. To reach people, I have to build a business. Joe has been with me every step of the way. Okay, so and the action step you want to take is ask for a name and see if a name comes to you for one of your guides and through your intuition or get creative and give them a name yourself. They don't mind. They're always, always there for you and they're always going to encourage you and they could sometimes send you humor. Uh, that's another place where laughter is really relevant. Uh, number five, and this is the last one um, that I'm going to give you for now. So surrender something to your guide. So when you're frustrated about a situation or you're confused about what the next best step is, feel like you don't have enough control. I mean, that's what's been going on in the last two years. Even if it's just to give a little bit of yourself a break, allow fresh insights to come to you, just take a break, practice energetically releasing an issue to your guide. So You've got um, a shortage of cash and you're going, I don't know how I'm going to pay the rent at the end of the month. I just don't know how I'm going to pay it. Then give it up. Instead of saying it over and over, oh my God, I just don't know how I'm going to do this. Give it up. Practice energetically releasing an issue, the issue of your money to your guides and even just temporary. You know, this isn't permanent. Try to quiet your mind instead, instead of strategizing and worrying all the time. Use a mantra. So this is where mantras and affirmations can come in. So I am an abundant personality. I deserve abundance. I am loved. I am safe. I am loved. I am safe. I am surrendering this issue over to my guides to see what they can do. I'm surrendering this issue over to my guides to see what they can do. Okay, there you go. Five ideas for you on how to connect with your guides, how to... Uh, recognize the different types of guides and how they communicate with us. So pay attention and don't be afraid to communicate with them. Here's your card for today. And this card is, says quiet retreat. 
This card is, it's time to disconnect from the outer world so that you can discern and process your true thoughts and your feelings from the inner world. Create this quiet time for yourself and you'll have more clarity about what to do next. How perfect is that? Again, this is a card from the Angels of Abundance. I love this deck. It's an Oracle card deck. It's not a tarot deck. It was created by Doreen Virtue back in the day when she was still active in my industry. Uh, She's not anymore, but this is a deck of cards I got from her. So there you go. There's your message. There's your information. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you want, I would welcome any emails from anybody about how you connect with your guides and how you connect with your angelics and how they've helped and served you and your guardian angel. Have you met your guardian angel and how many guardian angels do you have? Because remember you have a team. My primary is Joe, but I also have Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael. I have all these animals that are in my world in and out all the time. And then we have our crossover loved ones. Thanks very much for dropping in folks. I'm glad you took a listen. And until next time, Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you love listening to this podcast, we have one little favor to ask you. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you love learning from Sharon, well, she's got a few great courses that are ongoing. Why don't you register for Kitchen Witchin? It's on now. All you have to do for more information is go to kitchenwitchin.ca. Or if you'd like to book an appointment with Sharon for a reading, or if you'd like to know more about Sharon, her psychic services, coaching sessions, and more workshops, go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. We'll talk to you next time.